production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What does it take for a broadband service provider to get a 4.8 out of 5 on their online reviews? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by a couple of folks that I'm excited to share. First off, Ann Tedemore is the VP of Marketing with Hunter Communications. Ann, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. We're also joined by Michael Winshank, who is the CEO at Hunter. So, Michael, thanks for joining. Oh, our pleasure. So uh, there's a lot to get into. Um, we're here, uh, like we've said with some of these other episodes, at kind of the, the epicenter of um, uh, rural broadband and independent broadband providers here at the Calix Connections Conference. Like we've said with all the other live episodes, anything in the, in the, that you may hear um, is, uh, is ambiance, is not background noise, because uh, we're right here <laughs> where a lot of stuff is going on. But uh, I wanted to get into the, the, the talk that Michael gave this morning, um, and, and I think I'm glad to have both of you guys here to discuss it, because um, you guys, a 4.8 out of 5 is, is outstanding. Uh, you guys were highlighted for some of the other great work that you're doing, and uh, you know I, I think a good place to start, because there's a lot I want to get into, but it's just to talk about the way in the discussion, you guys have a really strong sense of why and a really strong sense of purpose, and that mm-hmm. just doesn't happen accidentally. Mm-mm. Do you mind discussing a little bit about what that why is and how y'all arrived there? Sure. The why is definitely our customers, right? They are why we do this every day. I started with Hunter Communications in February 2021. So mid-pandemic, right? We were still in the thick of it. I remember my first day at the company, we had a branding session with me and and Michael and members of our senior leadership team. First day, brand new. Welcome to the company. Jump right right in, new marketing team member. And we discussed, you know, our why. Why do we do this for our customers? And then we moved down the line and talked to all of our employees as well and surveyed all of our employees. Why do you do this for our customers? That's an important step. And what makes us different and why are we different? So then through that, we were able to develop our mission statement, our new brand values, and really put you know pen to paper and communicate the why to our employees. So then that could also be delivered to our customers and they could do that in their everyday from when you call in and talk to a member of our customer service team to when one of our technicians is in in your home or in your business. It's just so important for us to always remember to put our customers first by building better connections, right? Better connections start here is our tagline. And it's not just our internet connections. It's the connections that we have with each other as employees and then the connections that we also have with our customers. And most importantly, the connections that we let our customers have with each other. Through the service. Through, yeah. through the service, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And I think that's so important. And both steps of that are important. Not only is it the, uh, you know, knowing it and taking the steps to do that, but communicating that to the employees. Um, so, you know, when it gets to an organization-wide thing like that, Michael, was that something that, that um, it took a lot of work to get people to buy into? Or did everybody in the organization pretty much get aligned pretty quickly on that being the why? Well, it'd be great to say everybody jumped in into the pool all at the same time. Sure. But Andy, you know, it it doesn't quite work that way. Um, The key was first to get our our leadership team and then the management group underneath them. And at the end of the day, it is really about the culture and it's about how we treat each other. Uh, If we treat each other with respect, regardless of level, uh, if we treat our technicians with respect, because when you think about the broadband industry, most customers only see one person 
True. It's the technician coming in the house. Keep in mind, this is during the pandemic when people were working from home and didn't want any strangers to come into right. the house. Right. So how, what tools did we give the technicians? How did we help them with the communication skills? How did we create an environment so when a customer experience was concluded and the technician left the home, the customer felt that was something I haven't felt before. Um, and so they would then give good, good reviews. And candidly, we asked technicians, how did I do? And if they said really good, well, if you don't mind, could you post that on, on, on Google? And then they'd hold their breath and they're on the drive back to the office saying, I, I hope it was a, mm -hmm. I hope it was a real good score. Um, and at the end of the day, it is, it's a, just an example of how a small company can rally the employees to rally around the customer to experience uh, to have a really solid experience. I don't think we started this by saying, you know what, we need a great Google score. We just want feedback from our customers. Right. And then we compared our Google score to our competitors, and we said, I think we're onto something. Something's going right between the time the customer placed the order and the time the technician completed the order. And I think you said uh, during your session that you guys are a 4.8 and, and some of your competitors are as low as a 1.1 to 3 range. You, you is... said it well, so I didn't have to say it in, <laughs> in, 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 in larger podcast land public. But um, yeah, and I think that's because we're relatively new to the residential business. Hmm. And when you're really new to something, you have that passion and you have that determination, what is the benchmark, which we, we discovered was mm -hmm. not all that high, and then let's keep doing better. Hmm. And that's how we grow our business. Now, Anne, when we're, um, there's been a lot of talk about um, net promoter score here. And mm -hmm. you know, it's one of the things that I've been in the industry about 12 years and uh, 11 or 12 years ago, that wasn't something I felt like that was talked about a lot among the yep. rural broadband providers or the independent broadband providers. Um, but it's something that's talked about a lot. For you guys, you said the the main metric, you know, of course that's important, but the main thing sure. you guys are looking at is the Google reviews and social media reviews. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about that decision for that to be the one thing to, to, sure. to hang it on. And I think Michael said it really well this morning, right? When I go out to a restaurant and I want to know what's what's the service like, how's the food, I'm, I'm looking at Yelp, I'm looking at Google. I don't know what my favorite restaurant's NPS score is or, N, you know, NPS. Yeah. So that's why we really kind of shifted gears towards making sure that we were communicating with our employees how important that Google score is. On a monthly basis, we send out a employee newsletter letting them know what our score is. We have a few different towns where we have Google scores, so we see a little fun competition between the oh, towns okay. for all of our Google listings, who's okay. getting higher. Um, and then also from a marketing team, our marketing team responds to every single Google review that we get. And it's a lot. You know, we're getting, it used to be, you know, 20, 30, 40. Now we're getting over 100 every month. And oh, each wow. of those is looked at individually and responded to individually. They're not canned responses. It's not a bot. It's not AI. It's a member of my team in Medford, Oregon that logs in first thing every morning and replies to those because our, import, our customers are that why, right? They're our most important thing. And we want to let them know that if you're going to take the time to leave us a review, the least we can do is take a few moments to say thank you for it. And that, that's a perfect example that goes back to what um, uh, one of the speakers said this morning where they said, 
when you're busy is when you really decide what those you're going to show the value that your company has. So I know that takes a lot of work. Good for y'all um, for doing that. So, and what is the app? So there's a Google score. And by the way, our NPS score is very, very good. Sure. It's just that customers don't gravitate toward an NPS score. They look at a Google review. Right. What is the neighborhood app? What is that? Nextdoor. Nextdoor. Oh, yeah. yep. So the Nextdoor app is another means of social media and, yeah. and getting feedback. Um, in my career, there have been times where my wife would sit, go into the app and say, oh, your, your, your company is mentioned in the yeah. app. And... It, I think my, my, my body language pretty much showed that I wasn't really too keen about hearing about it because in other firms, candidly, there was a lot of negativism. There was a lot sure. of piling on. Oh, you think that was bad. Let me tell you what happened to me. Right. Fortunately, um, with, uh, with Hunter Communications, she does the same thing. And she says, you want to hear it? And I said, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> and uh, we're fortunate that the most negative comments we get is, why haven't they built here yet? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just Google, it's neighborhood, and then also your face, uh, Facebook, mm -hmm. you get good feedback. Yes, we get great feedback on Facebook as well. And re reply to every single one of those on a daily basis as well. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that, that came up in your talk, and it's a similar theme that I've seen run through some of the other um, uh, discussions here at the conference was uh, simplicity or finding ways to simplify and streamline the experience. Uh, so what are some of the ways that you guys have, have done that? And, and whether it's internal, external, um, what are some of the ways that you feel like simplifying? And I don't know who wants to jump in, but who wants to, uh, you know, talk about the ways that you guys have simplified the, the customer experience, the customer journey, really. As we establish what our offer was going to be in the marketplace, there's only three price points. There's only three levels of service. Okay. And they're all priced for life. Um, there's no data caps. There's no installation fees. Uh, the router is included. So we try to make it as a simplistic offer. And if you tell customers, well, if you've dealt with the cable company, how often do they raise your prices? And what do you do? Well, there's a, an anniversary of your price goes up, then you call and complain, then they may lower it and all set. Our, we try to make it simple. This is the price you have for life. You move across the street and you continue to be a customer, that's your price. Um, so I think we've tried to make it as simple as possible for customers from a, from a consumer side, and we have the same kind of an approach for, uh, for our business customers. The beauty of this from a residential side, we don't require any, any contracts. So oh. what else could we do? I mean, Andy, if you have any yeah. ideas how we can make <laughs> it simpler, we'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly uh, review yeah. that. And we debate that internally, uh, our leadership team, what else do we have to do to distinguish ourselves in the marketplace? If it's simple, then we're going to be we're going to be successful because the customer will be successful. And another thing that we've done is we're letting the customers choose how they want to interact with us. So in May of last year, we were able to adopt a new technology that allows us to let our customers schedule their installation online. Ah, so you okay. can go online, sign up for service, schedule your installation. So if it's late at night and you want to get this done before your next busy day, or if you just don't want to talk to anyone on the phone, you don't have to. If you know what you want, you know what the package is, you can go ahead and just sign up yourself. We have 
um, very short installation windows, so you're not waiting around all day for the technician to show up. Mm -hmm. If you would rather call and talk to a real human, you're going to talk to a real human. It's about one of 10 real humans that you could talk to. So if you need to call back the next day, you can talk to that same person again. Um, we really nice. keep it very customer centric in the fact that how do, how do you like to do business with 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 your customers, right? Like, how do we want to make sure that we're doing business the same way? You know, meeting people where they are and making sure that you're not, yeah, you're giving them different options, uh, I think is is key. Another thing, just as we're, we're kind of wrapping up here as we're moving along, um, I, I thought it was interesting, and this goes back to your why, um, but you guys do special pricing for a couple of groups of, of folks. And, and, you know, that's, that's, I'm sure that makes things a little bit more complicated on the back end, on the billing, and it's a little bit more work. Um, but w w t tell us a little bit about that program and, and why you guys decided that, that those folks, um, you, you know, that's something you want to do special pricing for? Well, Andy, I think you heard uh, this morning I was talking about how personal cyberbullying is, and we have software to, uh, to address that. Um, so we started the residential business during the pandemic, and my daughter is a middle school teacher, and we have a number of friends whose children are teachers, and we have friends who are teachers, and the horror stories that were shared. That's and tough. The amazing difficulty. And as hard as that was, when the kid, when the children went back to school, it was even worse mm. because they had, had about a year and a half, depending on where those children were living, right. of, of no interaction with each other or with, with teachers. So we said, what, how, do we, how do we give back? How do, how do we do this? And we said, if you're a teacher, you're going to get a significant discount with our very, very best offer. Um, then we expanded it as I think this was a, out of a Veterans Day discussion when we honored our employees who were veterans who had served. Um, we said, what else can we do? Well, you give a discount for the teachers. Why don't you do it for military families? So there was an employee idea. One was a CEO idea. And, and we continue to, um, uh, to think that way. The military discount ended up uh, growing into some uh, scholarships for those who have served before. So oh, wow. um, we're not going to write huge checks. We're going to discount our product, which is really good for those who could best utilize it and have really served both uh, in the military and served in public schools. Get you guys to kind of look in the crystal ball if you can, because as, as you guys know, um, you know, once you've achieved a certain level, that doesn't mean you just get to stop and not not worry about it in the, in the future. What do you see yourselves doing? You know, what are the the next step? What are some other things you're working on um, that you think is going to propel you guys um, into you know kind of keeping that reputation and keeping that that position in the market going forward in the next few years? I think uh, one thing is you again we refer to this morning. It's called Bark <clears throat> software that <clears throat> is an application that allows uh, parents to be notified if there is a quote unquote, cyber bully activity that occurred on the, a child's phone. And um, that's not constant monitoring, it's an alert system so the parent can take action. That is part of an overall solution set that we have uh, for uh, security and that is part of a, a product set we have hunt called Hunter Shield. That's something that just came out about a few months ago and we'll continue to enhance that product. So that's one thing. The other is we continue to do business solutions for in particular small and medium-sized businesses. So we have suites of products that are coming out for them. And the third one is there's a lot 
uh, in our marketplace of individuals who live in either condos or in apartments. University of Oregon is in our footprint. Okay. A lot of students, you know, have off-campus housing. Yeah. So uh, we are working on enhancing our our product for those condos and for those apartments. So it's both a uh, a journey of applications to make the internet safer, as well as a journey of solution sets for those to utilize uh, and access the internet more effectively the way they want to do it, not the way we think they should do it. Smart, all the way around smart approach there. Last thing I have for you, we'll start with Ann. Um, what advice would you have for somebody maybe who's sitting there thinking about th they've got one of those lower ratings or they're, they're trying to figure out just how they can be better on, uh, on the customer experience and how they're thought of in the community? What advice would you have for them just as they're getting started, kind of where you guys were a couple years ago? Sure. I think um, explaining the why behind decisions that you're making at the company to all of your employees is really important so that we can you can get everybody on board and really keeping the decisions that you make from the highest level down to the base focused around your customers. We're all consumers at the end of the day, right? right? How do we like to be treated? And I, that's what I really love about working at this company is that we have the ability to say, you know, that's, that doesn't really align with our brand values. When we sit back and try to think about decisions we want to make and we're all sitting around scratching our heads and what's the right thing to do, we go back to the map that we developed when I first started with our customer journey and we say, all right, what brand value does this align with? Are we fighting for our customers? Are we putting them first? And if the answer is no, then we don't do it. Smart. We always say we, everything you, every yes you give somewhere is a no somewhere else. So, you know, limited time, limited resources. And you're only smart. good when you're tested. And we're not proud of what I'm about to say, oh. but we had an outage in a community that I won't go into how many customers were impacted by it. At the same time, they had a power outage. So they got double hit. Oh. They, and at the, uh, at the end of the day, the power company took a while to get it uh, to get it fixed. We took a while to get it fixed. It was a pretty remote remote area. Sure. And um, we decided. We looked at our values. We debated this, yep. and uh, the decision was made. We're, we are going to give a, a rebate for the next two months for those customers as our way of saying we are sorry. But perhaps more importantly, we had our senior leadership team. I think everybody took thirty or forty customer names and phone numbers, and we called every one of those customers. Wow. And we apologized. And a lot of it was, we can't believe you're calling us. On the other hand, we can't believe we did this to you. So how does that come up? It comes up with a leadership team that is thinking about our values and our why and our purpose. And I will tell you, as positive as the feedback was from our customers, we collectively felt very good about doing that because the customers were so appreciative. Andy, sometimes it's the smallest thing. Saying thank you and I'm sorry when you mess up goes a long way. I know I said that was the last question, but uh, you know we, we may keep going a little bit. Do you see yourself, you know, a disruptor is a word that's been thrown out a lot, um, you know, and, and it, it can be one of those words like synergy was a few years ago where all of a sudden everybody's throwing it out. But just as you guys are talking through the, your approach, the things you do, do you guys see yourself as a, as a disruptor, as somebody who's kind of disrupting the status quo? 
Absolutely. That's uh, I think that's Michael's word for 2023. Okay. Disruption, Anne. Write it on a post-it note and put it on your computer. How can we be more disruptive? We are disruptive now, right? As Michael had mentioned earlier, no data caps, no contracts, free installation, price for life. When I came here, I thought, we, wow, this company has taken every barrier to success, every customer complaint that I have ever heard in my tenure working as a marketing executive for telcos, and they've eliminated them. That's fantastic. And that's not to say we don't have any challenges right now. Sure. But I remember you told me, Michael, look at what everybody else is doing, and we're going to do the exact opposite. Okay. And I said, okay, let's go. And it's been a wild ride. Awesome. I think the other thing it does, it attracts people like Ann. It attracts our vice president of, uh, of our fiber projects. It attracts our CFO. These kind of um, initiatives, this kind of culture, this kind of purpose is good for our customers. It's good for our employees because they want to be part of some something that's bigger than them. And it's good to re- recruit. You want to, you, you're tired of working for the telecom or the cable company you're working for here is here's who we are and this is the journey we're on would you like to help us get there and so i think it's a i think it's strong it's a good business decision it's good for customers and if others want to copy it in the industry feel free to do so just don't do it where we have customers that's fair (laughs) that's fair well thank you all so much i really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, to join me on this episode i think it's good insights all the way around and i know it's a busy schedule but thank you all for your time thanks so much andy thank you andy she is Ann Tedemore, the VP of Marketing for Hunter Communications. Well, he is Michael Winshank, CEO at Hunter. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio 